When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. Um, let's talk a little bit of dollars and cents here for your Steelers. And I'm going to start this by a chart that I have of every team's off-season resources. And there's three columns. There's how much cap space you have. There's how much draft capital you have. And then there's a pro-rate percentage, which just basically means... Who can you, how much restructure ability do you have to create more cap space? People don't lump those th- three things in equally, but they kind of should be. The ability to restructure contracts and, you know, make, move money around is almost as important as how much cap space you start with in the offseason. So the Steelers are 11th in the league when you combine all those things. Um, they're kind of right now middle of the road in terms of their cap percentage. Uh, after the Claypool trade, they are well over the average in terms of draft capital, as you probably imagined. But they're near the top of the league. They're like definitely in the top third in terms of ability to restructure current contracts in a very feasible manner. And I would imagine that's something we'll see a lot of going forward with a cap guy now as your GM. So I wanted to get that out there to you. So that's what they're working with. Those are the cards in their hands. Um Pro Football Focus put out today a list of four or five young defensive players that are eligible for an extension that their team should resign. And Alex Highsmith was one of them. And I don't know if we've talked about this enough, but I've been harping on this all year, basically. He proved to me enough, especially when Watt was out, that this is a long-term stealer. Lock him up now. Maybe you get him 80 cents on the dollar because he doesn't have a fortune in the bank by NFL standards. So this is the time to do it. So that's going to eat into your cap space. I mean, there's just no way around that, but it's something that needs to happen. And I have a couple grades from Pro Football Focus, you know, that kind of helps his cause a little bit. That's what the article was all about. So a couple little things here is he... Highsmith seems to really hit his stride in the NFL, recently posting a career-high 14 and a half sacks in 2022. Steelers called upon Highsmith to play significant defensive snaps, 941, which is a ton for an edge guy. And in doing so, he also set a new career high in his overall grade, which is 78 for them, his run defense, 73.3, and total pressures, 55 total pressures this year to go along with that sack total. Um, and frankly, the film backs all that up. Sometimes I, you know, cite pro football focus and be like, that's not what I'm seeing on film, but I'm absolutely seeing that on film. He's developed a a nice rapport of pass rush moves, feel for the game, speed of the game, setting the edge. And then they have a couple of their stats as well. So since 2020, he is their 34th overall ranked defensive player. Um, Since 2020, he has 22 and a half sacks. That's 15th most in the league. 
His defensive grade this past year was 26th in the league. His war wins above replacement is just, you know, that basically means how much do you bring to the table was 31st in terms of defensive players. Uh, I'm sorry, that, that that's war since 2020 is 31st for defensive players. That's a three-year stretch, 2020, 21, 22, 31st most valuable player in the league, basically, of defenders. And then this past year, he was 21st. So I'm not saying he's a big-time player, but he's not just Robin to Watts Batman. Um, he would be a borderline star for basically any team in the league. You got to lock him up now before it gets too expensive. So these are good problems to have. You drafted well and developed well. Um, It doesn't mean they won't add another outside linebacker. I bet they do and possibly in the draft. So quick break. And then I want to talk about some more cap stuff here with the Steeler team. So there have been some reports concerning Trubisky, you know, and I'm talking about some potential release guys here to save up even more cap space. And some are easy to me. Trubisky isn't. Um, if you if you move on from Trubisky, first of all, you add eight million in cap space. That's great. I mean, that's Edmonds and another starter. You know, I mean, if you want to put it into that type of move, or maybe that's Sutton or whomever. But then you have one quarterback on your roster. I mean, you want to bring four to camp. We saw how much number twos and even number threes were used this past year in the league. Now, I don't know if Mason Rudolph would have any interest coming back here or not. Does he feel wrong? Does he want to go anywhere but Pittsburgh? I don't know. But if you would have a general handshake agreement with him that, hey, Mason, you want to play for $5 million a year, and we'll give you a two- or three-year deal, be a long-term stealer. Something like that I would be open to. And then you release Trubisky, basically make $3 million in the margins, find some undrafted dude as your third guy. But that's easier said than done, too. Like, <laughs> you know, that's kind of why Alolacon was drafted. It'd be nice if he turned into something that was there that you could say, oh, at least there's a three here that's okay. Well, there isn't, you know, so... These guys cost money, let alone if you want to go sign Andy Dalton or I think one route they could take, but these aren't cheap either, is let's get our number two quarterback, I don't want to say Josh McCown, but someone that might be a future coach, you know, the Frank Reichs of the world, um, someone that's been around forever. I mean, Chad Henney's too old, Flacco's too old, but someone that's well into their 30s. Here's a better example. The batch left which Gradkowski type. And those guys didn't mentor a young quarterback. Ben was here. But you'd love to grab one of those that's been around the block, you know, that is very familiar, that he could be, you know, Kenny's big brother, conduit between coaching staff and young quarterback. Maybe that's what they're thinking here is we this offense is so young. If we can find a 35-year-old quarterback, and I'll do some research, maybe some names to think about there. But the problem with the guys that are 35 that have started a lot of games in this league, 
they cost money. You know, like they have millions and millions in the bank. They've signed big contracts. You go say, hey, you want to come play for $2 million? Like, that's chump change to me. Like, I don't really need that. Unless you just want to extend your career and maybe not see the field much. And then you got to find a third. And then you got to find a camp arm. So, it sure seems like by a lot of these reports that Trubisky's probably on his way out. But I, I don't see a plan that makes you better, number one, at the number two position. Because I think Trubisky, you can win with, I, more so than Rudolph, more so than old guy, you know, that I'm talking about. And is also cost-effective. And I would need to see those names, and I'll look into that, and maybe we'll see if Trubisky gets released or not. Um, here's a couple other ones that are easier to me. Gunnar, Ol- Gunnar Olszewski, who you guys know I'm not a fan of, and uh, he is what he is. But you save $2 million on him by dumping Gunner. Audio's Gunner. That's easy to me. Um, William Jackson third, you save nine and a quarter million by releasing him, which of course you have to do. You don't know anything about him. He didn't play a snap for you. But you could also go to him and say, let's add a year to your deal and give you a bunch of options. I, I bet you could finagle things a little bit that he could be a much less cap hit if you think he might be here for a couple seasons. And I'm a little biased on this one because I liked the trade when it happened. And I went so far as to say, William Jackson III might be their next Joe Hayden. And I have nothing to back that up since saying that because I know nothing more about him. But I know they really liked the player. He's not, you know... Over the hill shot can't play, at least last I saw with Washington. Corner's not exactly an area of strength on this team. He's exactly the type of corner you're after. Um, he's been around the block. He's a high character guy. Like I can't give him 9.25 of my of my salary cap. Or maybe you cut him and you know, make a, a deal from there. Like, hey, we want to re-sign you. Eh, possibly. Another corner that I think is now an easy one. You save four million by cutting Witherspoon. I don't hate him as a player, but top corner, top receivers eat him up, and you got to be better there than that. I'll take the four million over Witherspoon. Miles Jack, Bush is going to go. You know my thoughts on Spillane, who's also a free agent. All you have, basically have is Mark Robinson. Jack's release would save the Steelers eight million, which on the surface sounds like, boy, I'll give that money to Edmonds or Long or you know, and any number of linebackers. Which go look at my article last week. I laid out eight or 12 or so linebackers I want that are upgrades. So give that $8 million to them. Maybe, but you need two or three of these dudes too. Are you going to sign two in free agency and draft a linebacker? I mean, and here's the key with Jack that you and I don't know and no one will tell us, nor should they. How much was injury related and do they think he can stay healthy? Is he damaged goods and... They must not have thought so when they signed him, you know, because he had injury problems coming out of UCLA. You know, chronic stuff is what I was, the impression I got. Um, But if your trainer's just like, ah, he had some bad luck when he's here. He played at 50% half the time. He toughed it out. We love him. He's doing all the hard stuff, but he just wasn't right physically this year. Then I think you keep him around, you know, at that cost. And you go back and say, you liked him when he signed him. 
and he didn't do a lot less to make you think that. But the play on the field wasn't good enough. There was no impact plays. So I tend to think you move on, and maybe it's the same situation where you cut him, he sits out there in free agency for a week, you call him back up and say, hey, you want to sign a one-year deal for $3 million and put you right back in your old spot, and we'll put different guys around you at linebacker. Maybe. Um, last nugget, too. Talked about their ability to create more cap space. Um, TJ Watt's contract was set up this way on purpose, as was Minka Fitzpatrick's, as does every team. But those two are very easy to restructure and create quite a bit. You, you know, I mean, um, I, I've seen a couple layouts where you can get between like 12 and 13 million in cap space this year very easily by restructuring Watt. You can get around 10 with Fitzpatrick on a very simple restructure. And you do that with guys. The, the one mistake they did is they, they did one with Antonio Brown before he kind of went crazy. But you do that with long-term guys that you think are going to be there the duration of the rest of their career, uh, the rest of the contract that you add, you know, years to. So they have two wonderful pools that they can dip their toe in to get more money. Some others that they could, I don't think they're that, that qualify are Deontay and James Daniels. Uh, I don't think you push those guys back quite yet. Um, Cam Hayward could also be in that mix, but he's getting, he's getting a little too long in the tooth to be adding, you know, years to his deal. So there's a lot of wiggle room here with the Steelers cap. So I'm sure some of you have looked at their cap situation and they're saying, wow, they're only right around, you know, the, the, the cap minimum right now or right, you know, at the, at the max. Not really. I mean, some of that's funny money. So they're in good shape. They'll have a lot of resources, as I said. They're number 11 in terms of overall resources to add to their team. They really aren't going to lose anything on offense. They have the ability to keep most of their defensive players if they so choose. So it's going to be a fun offseason. That's a wrap. Over and out.